Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. There's been a lot of talk lately about the waters of the U.S. and this whole concept where the EPA uh, thinks that they should be able to control the water on your land. This isn't so much about water, is it? As it is about property rights. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. And I spoke with Sterling Burnett of the Heartland Institute, heartland.org. He does a tremendous amount on climate, on uh, these issues. He's actually the managing editor of Environment and Climate News and the Climate Change Weekly email over there at the Heartland Institute to talk about, well, this judge's decision in North Dakota to put to to put the kibosh on what the Biden administration was trying to do in changing the definition of waters of the U.S. And this is the same administration, the same Biden, that vetoed a resolution from Congress, bipartisan, that said, don't do this. So I spoke with Sterling Burnett and I asked him, you know, how do you explain what waters of the U.S. is? And is the Biden administration really trying to sell the idea uh, that uh, with this, they're going to keep our water safe? Oh, yes. It's, it's, to, it's to make sure that we have access to clean water and that, uh, that uh, as I said, the ports are clear. Nothing's, uh, nothing's uh, you know, to, pr- to protect the environment. For Biden, it's more, you know, really, really focused on climate change. But the point is, so, so Obama passed this rule. States were up in arms. Uh, approximately half of them sued, not just states. Home builders sued. Developers sued. Farmer associations sued. And in several federal court rulings, his rules were blocked. They never came into effect. And they and they cited the Supreme Court. They said, look, it, if this goes forward, in the meantime, you're going to cost people a lot of money. You're going to cost states a lot of money. But and it's likely to be thrown out by the Supreme Court because they've already told you what you have before was too far. And this is overreach even more. So uh, they blocked it. Trump wrote his own rules, which were much more restrictive, which tried to give clearer definitions so people would know when they need permits or not. Wait, 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 wait. Go, wait. go back. Go back to the concept of restrictive. When yeah. Trump got in, there yeah. was a change, and the change was to try and move away from what Obama had put forth in this word a change and word manipulation. His restrictive. You mean restrictive against the federal government from being able to control? That's that's correct. Yeah, water yeah, yeah. Now, on he, people's private land. He he attempted to write a rule that complied with previous Supreme Court rulings, which said there are sharp restrictions on what the federal government can control. Uh, There are sharp restrictions on what waters fall under. And so they tried to give hard definitions of what qualified and what didn't to give people regulatory certainty. Uh, That was challenged in court, as these things are, and it was held up. And when Biden came in, he withdrew the uh, Trump rule and said, we're writing our own. Now, in the meantime, in the background, there are court cases going forward. There's one before the Supreme Court now challenging 
the waters of the United States rule. The Biden administration knew this court case was going forward and was being and had been heard and they were awaiting a ruling. While it was writing its rule, rather than wait to see what the Supreme Court said, they said, oh, we're going to go forward. And basically, he took us back to the Obama rule that the courts have already said no to. Talking to Sterling Burnett, uh, he is uh, with the Heartland Institute, heartland.org, the Arthur B. Robinson Center on Climate and Environmental Policy. He is also the managing editor of Environment and Climate News. Let's go now to this court ruling. This federal judge in North Dakota, who said that this is a, a step too far, but what was the actual decision? How, how do you go about telling the federal government through some level of, of EPA dictate? Because remember, we're talking about the agency class. We're not talking about something that your member of Congress voted on. The very, very last thing we get to see is your member of Congress voting on any of these things. We're discussing here uh, that the the EPA via Biden just decided to make a change, and they made it in conjunction, I believe, with the U.S. Army. What did no. the what did the judge state there in North Dakota that makes this a, a no go? Well, it, yeah, the, the EPA works with the Army Corps of Engineers on on these wetlands rules because that falls a lot of times under uh, the Army Corps of Engineers. They make a lot of reservoirs. Um, so the the judge basically said what previous judges have said: uh, this is too this is federal overreach. Uh, it, it goes too far. It doesn't comply with previous Supreme Court directives, and and because. Uh, it, I, I don't believe he issued a nationwide injunction. I think he issued an injunction over only over the number of states under his jurisdiction. But um, what he said was it's going to cost states and private property owners, because it was already held up in two states with a trial there. Um, it's going to cost them a lot of money until this gets finally settled, probably by the Supreme Court. And they shouldn't have to bear that burden. And especially since, based on previous Supreme Court rulings, this won't hold water. It won't stand up. And so we're going to put it. We're going to block it in the meantime. You can continue to the court cases can go forward, and uh, we'll see how it finally shakes out. But in, in effect, it is not the rule. It's not the law of the land at present. While this hold is on it, now you mentioned Congress, right? It's important. Because Congress did have a say in this. Of course, they had a say from the beginning. They could have rewritten the Clean Water Act to make clear wetlands aren't covered. They only covered rivers, ports, and waters that uh, transverse state lines. They've never done that. The second way they could act, which is what they did, um, is they passed a congressional resolution uh, under uh, the Congressional Review Act resolution. They, they passed something called the Congressional Review Act, which allowed Congress to review any regulation that would have over X amount of dollars impact. I think when it was written, it was 50 or $100 million. And uh, they disapproved it by a bipartisan vote. Four Democrats and one independent joined all the Republicans in voting against allowing the rule to go forward. But it's a that's a though it's a congressional resolution. It was passed by both houses of Congress, but of course, just like with any law, Biden can veto it, and he did. And they don't have sufficient uh, numbers 
in the Senate to override his veto. They, on the, I find it interesting. They don't have it in the House either. You know, the, the, the veto is, is fascinating because the resolution is fascinating because when do you get this Congress uh, to agree on anything? But they did agree on this. They did agree yeah. on the overreach. And I want to go back to it just for a moment. When you talk about changing the concept of navigable, yeah. as people are commenting uh, you know, uh, to me and have commented, you mean if I've got standing water on my property, I have a, a lake on my property, mine, I've purchased it. I purchased it specifically for it. I purchased it. And I, of course, have the total use of, of my property what the White House and what the EPA are saying is, no, you don't. So if I were to utilize that water to, let's say, have uh, cattle drink from, their argument is they should have the right to tell you no, that can't happen? Well, it's, it's a little more complicated than that. It could be that you didn't even buy the property with the lake on it. Let's say you create a stock pond on your land. You, you you bought some land for recreation. You decided to become a recreational farmer. You're going to put a few cattle on there. And so you get a, a bobcat and you dig out a, a, a stock pond. And so you create this a stock pond for your stock. Now, they don't, the federal government typically doesn't tell you your cattle can't run and use the stock pond. But if you wanted to refill that stock pond or dump some fill dirt elsewhere around it and it affected it then they could say no no you need a permit to fill that water um on your property within all your borders within a single state not you know let's say there could be some weird cases where you own property in texarkana texas so it's on the border of texas and arkansas and your lake borders both okay there at least they could argue oh well interstate commerce is at risk you know they could really stretch the definition but but if I'm in the middle of central Texas and I create a stock pond that's filled periodically by a windmill pumping water into it because it's dry out in West Texas, uh, the, the federal government is claiming, no, 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 uh, we have some say over your uses of that. You can't be dumping dirt. You can't and, be draining. And, and what they say is the say, talking to Sterling Burnett of uh, heartland.org, uh, their argument is, well, water is a natural resource. It belongs to all of us, and we need to be able to control how that water is utilized, where that water goes, and to make sure, of course, that that water is safe. Isn't this still an overreach conversation regarding well, the states? No, that's not exactly the argument. Oh. The, the, the argument is your water could through some mechanism travel to a river a stream and even an ephemeral body of water that carries water elsewhere and if you're polluting your water or your water is critical to keeping a stream flowing then we have say it's not necessarily about um this isn't the clean this isn't the drinking safe drinking water act uh this is about uh, allowing ports and rivers to flow free. That's what the that's what the Clean Water Act is about. And so the the argument has always been, well, yeah, but water travels underground to other places. You know, these streams drain off somewhere, and if they drain off and they affect other waters, 
navigable waters, like I said, the traditional definition was navigable waters, then the U.S. government has some, uh, you know, they, there's some but legitimate don't they, interest. But don't they have to be able to prove, in a rational world, uh, you would have to be able to prove such a thing. And what you're saying is <laughs> they've set this up in a way they don't have to prove it. They just have to say it. And then you are what they call in the business SOL. Yeah. No, uh, in, in any lawful rule of law world, you know, where uh, the burden of proof was on the government to prove something. Yeah, they'd have to prove that. Here it's assumed. And what happens is, uh, boy, really complex, but what happens is there are permits that you have to get if you do certain things. It's not a ban on doing certain things. It's you have to have permits. And then so they, the government decides whether you get the permit. And if you act without the permit, then you enter into, they say, look, we've advised you that this is a wetland. You've ignored our advisory opinion. So we're fining you something every day and telling you, you've got to put the water back in the condition it was. This is even before you reach court. This is an administrative hearing. Right. How much money can the average person spend fighting an administrative. And of course the government has gone to court and said, no, until you exhaust all your administrative remedies, you're not even allowed into court to challenge this. Now the court, once again, a few years ago said, no, no, they don't have to go through all these administrative hearings. They have access to the courts. That's the rule of law in the United States. So um, fortunately that's the case now, but uh, it's still the case that a, it's a lot of money. They and remember, if you lose, let's say you wind up in court and then you lose, right? And and they've been said oh, we, we're putting fines on you every day. Those fines can pile up pretty high, and if you lose, you owe a lot of money. So they make a decision based on no facts, and then they use the administrative state to financially prevent you from being able to move forward. It sounds very much like a slap suit, a strategic lawsuit uh, against public participation. Uh, this ruling, uh, be before I let you go, this ruling from this judge in North Dakota, is this enough? Is this enough to put an end to it? Or oh, no. is this no. only your water is safe for now? This is your water is safe in many states, not in all. For now, because I really don't think I, I, I would have to look at the ruling more closely, but I don't think he issued a nationwide injunction. Uh, some judges have been doing a lot of that, but typically uh, district courts have jurisdiction over certain states. And it's in those states uh, that it's the, an injunction in other states. Uh, this goes forward, I believe. Now, I could be wrong if it's a nationwide injunction. It's still nothing but a hold. All this says is the rule can't go forward until the court until the court has finally made it a, a final determination. And of course, the final determination is not with this court or an appeals court, right? Which is the next step. It's the Supreme Court, and so a final determination could be years away. Yeah, and this only affects the 23 states as I know it. Uh, Idaho and Texas were already had uh, carve-outs from previous uh, legislation. Sterling Burnett uh, from heartland.org. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us and to break this down. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.